It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Maple Leaf Bar on Oak Street, which is the longest-running music club in New Orleans. It's been hosting music here for 45 years. You can hear New Orleans' greatest musicians here every night of the week. George Porter is here every Monday night. The Rebirth Brass Band plays every Tuesday. And piano giant John Cleary is playing here at the Maple Leaf every Friday through Jazz Fest. That's pretty cool, Andrew Duhon, wouldn't you say? And oh, I would say that too if, you could, if I could hear you. Well, that's just a technical hitch. We'll have that fixed up in a minute. So anyway, um, you can also come on down to the Maple Leaf any night and hear music. There's music here seven nights a week. We'll stick around for the next 60 minutes. Where we also have some music from live music from Andrew Duhon is here to play live as well. And something, do you have anything new for us today? Yep. Excellent. And you song, have you just finished it or you finished it earlier this morning? It's, uh, I just put a couple of pieces uh, from the scrapyard together and I'm going um, to polish that pile of shit and give it to you. And, okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds enticing. Yeah. It's a pile of shit from the scrapyard. That's right. Okay, what's it called? Can't tell you. Uh. Give it away, you know? <laughs> okay. Gabriel Cavasso is here, who's also a musician. Hey, Gabriel. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it's, it, they liken, you've been likened to Billie Holiday and Amy Winehouse. That's true. What, what are you hooked on? What am I hooked on? Yeah, what drugs are you on? Oh, didn't they both die from terrible drug Yeah, overdoses? they did. I think that was very what, romantic to me when I was younger. What killed Billy, what killed Billy Holiday? Um, heroin. It was, her, was it really? Yeah. How yeah. did they do it in those days? Um, she died on her, in the hospital from an overdose, and she was arrested on her hospital bed. Mm. Wow. Yeah, on her deathbed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She died, well, she, she was arrested, and then she died in the same... Yeah. What was she arrested for? Possession. In the hospital. They must yeah. have been really out to get her. I didn't know that. They you knew were. that, Andrew. You she was in the jail for a while. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. Did you yeah. know that you know that, Andrew? I just knew they were out to get her and that she was arrested on her hospital bed, yeah. Right. Wow. Lex Wachowski is here as well on base, but I don't think we can hear him at all, can we? Deborah Oppenheim is here too. Hey, Deborah. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I've heard all about you. Good. I know. It is good. You're the founder of something called, look at, listen to this, you guys, Look Before You Open. Right. Guess uh, what that's about. Open what? Open container laws. The car door. Open container. Arthur. Open container. Open container laws, for sure. Mm, oysters. Again. Shucking uh, oysters is my open. guess. No, it's look got, Before You Open. It's, it's got to be about bicycles. No, yeah. it's about, it's a car door awareness yeah. campaign. Car door yeah. awareness. Oh, for I like drivers that. and Absolutely. passengers. Right. Yeah. Not to kill a cyclist. That's my a, brother was... Hurt by a car door. Mm, really? A lot of people. Yes, he was, yeah. I bet. Yes. What happened to him? Um, he was a bike messenger. He got, you oh. know, car doored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What city was that in? San Francisco. Mm. God, I wouldn't want to be a bike messenger in San Francisco. You'd I have know. to be pretty fit. He was very fit, yeah. Well, here is just as dangerous. Well, it's more dangerous here because nobody pays any attention. Yeah. Right, well, to they're going to start paying attention. They are. Yes. Look before you open it. It's a sort of a interesting. How did you come up with that title? Did you. Um, it was a community type of thing. I asked a lot of people, and then I finally got... What were the got, ones you rejected? Um, nothing really fun, like just look or look or let's try to look. And, mm. and then look before you open sort of says it all. It says it all, mm-hmm. right? It seems like it, 
It's such a simple sort of stupid thing. Mm. It's very simple. All you use is your opposite hand that makes you turn and look. So there's a technique. It's a simple it's technique. It's the opposite hand technique. Uh-huh. So wherever you sit, you use your opposite hand, and that makes you look. Wherever you sit. So this works in, if you like went to Ireland and you're driving around Wherever on the sit. other side of the road. Yeah. Are you, you suggesting, mm -hmm. is the rear view mirror uh, not effective enough? Not enough, mm -hmm. because the blind spot really right. can do it. Right, right. And people here just love to throw their car doors open, oh, yeah. or they get busy, or they get distracted. Yeah, I was riding yesterday, um, dropped my van off at the shop, so I took a blue bike home, and... Uh, Hmm, how I was much? staring at those car doors the whole way. Yeah, you know? it's frightening. You have yeah. to look in everyone's mirror, wing mirror, side yeah. view mirror. Yeah. Just waiting for one yeah. to fly open. Right. It's got to be nerve-wracking to do that, too, if you're yeah. riding close enough to And it's, it's, you know, it's not the healthiest thing because there's a car going 45 miles an hour on the other side right. who may or may not be on their cell phone. You know, so. yeah, look at this. Well, the thing is, if you're riding a bike, the thing is to stay off the main road. That's, that's my advice to cyclists. It Don't ride yes. on Magazine yeah, Street, Britannia like Street, St. Charles mm -hmm. Avenue. They're going to try to make it better on the streets. Our streets are really, really bad, and now everybody's right. riding bikes, so we have to be aware. Hey, how much are those blue bikes to rent? Man, you know, one uh, helpful tidbit is if you get on your little app and they have the racks where they are, and it'll have a number, or it'll just have a bike, right. you know, that's free. free. If you go pick up, I'm sorry, it's yeah, available. Free, free from the rack. Right. Uh, uh, and if you go pick up a, 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 a bike that's not on a rack and you replace it on a rack, I, I don't quote me, but I think it's a dollar credit when you do that. But how much is it well, I'll give you, regularly? Yeah, yeah. So yesterday I looked at an Uber to get where I was going for a meeting. It was a $12 Uber, and I thought, well, there's a blue bike right there. What the heck? I'll just ride. It was a $2 Uber ride. Wow. And, and that was outside of their vicinity as well. So I think they probably dinged me for an extra charge, but it was still 2 bucks. And then from there, again, I look at a Uber home, $23 to get home. Where were you? How far away? I had a meeting at the Columns Hotel from... From Mid-City. Your yeah, house Mid -City. in Mid-City. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I was uh, at the rehearsal space, which is uh, Chapatulis and Calio, basically. That's even closer. Right. So house. it's, it's two, two miles to Columns from there. And then it's three miles from Columns to my house. Would have been a $23 Uber. It was a $2 blue bike. Okay. Well, that hmm. does sound a lot more cost-efficient. Totally, but then you risk your life on car doors. <laughs> right. And you, know? you have right. exercise. You have exercise. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Would you do it again? Sure, Next yeah. Time? And, and plus, I mean, if I do get car doored and I'm in the hospital for a couple of weeks, think of the weight loss there. That's you know. <laughs> You're uh, right about that. Yeah. So how is this thing working out then, Deborah? Are people paying attention to yeah, you? Yeah, they really are. It's really going well. All of a sudden, I'm getting a lot of exposure. And I'm working to get um, these graphics put on bus on buses right. on streetcars and bus shelters and they really say it all so and That's it's interesting. excellent well good job thank you okay and are you getting paid for this at all no it's all volunteer it's all just you it's, know and so you're part of this bike easy thing um bike easy is a fiscal agent it's my partner and bike so easy um, a look before agent. you open a nonprofit. what does bike easy as a fiscal agent mean um, that means that if I get a grant or something, they're 501c3. Oh, you can run it all through Bike yeah. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Arthur France may be able to help you, actually. Okay, He's the, awesome. This is Arthur France the fourth. Yeah, he is. He's mad. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Hi. Happy Hour. Arthur, good to see you. Happy Sorry we here. haven't spoken to you for the last No, no, last I want to talk more about Deborah's thing. It's awesome. It is awesome. Seriously, though, from a, uh, from a training standpoint, if people who drive knew the rules of the road and how mm -hmm. to 
right? Oh, I got the knowing look. I hit it <laughs> out of the park. Okay, I, I, that was great. Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> well, no, but that's a big, uh, that's a big yeah, one. I think education's really important, and that's what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. Well, how stupid does someone have to be not to look before they open their car door? Though? No, I mean, no, no. It could be anything. No, no, no. It could be a truck coming. Well, it's not only for bicyclists. Pedestrians are being yeah. hit, and so are car doors yeah. being hit. I mean, it's right. not that stupid, though. I, I'm sure I've done it a million times. I just I think, think it's terrible. Have you opened yeah, your car door and had your car door whacked off by a truck or a bus? Never, or a, but well, so you're not I just stupid. think if you're thinking, if I see that sign or it's on a bus and I right. see that, then I just, just remember. Right. It's in your subconsciousness yeah. when you go to open the door next time. I think you it's don't true. have to be stupid not to look at all. It's perfectly normal. Is like, it? Oh, getting out. Yeah, yeah. Really? it's more about being distracted. I it's think totally, you know, yeah. we're all preoccupied yeah. with where we're going. Yeah. We just parked. We got to get where we're going. It's not always deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's still, but it's still stupid. But one opinion. thing that is deliberate is when you take out a board game and you start playing. Hey, look, a board game. Look, so you're the inventor <laughs> of a board game. This is what I like about this. The first thing I like about this game, it's called Mardi Gras Madness. Yes. And it's a board game with no board. Yeah, it's all cards. And what we use is... So it's a the, card game. It's not a board game. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's a tabletop game. Right? Okay. And so you'll use so cards as the board. We did that to cut down cost. And it's actually, I mean, go ahead and open it up at your convenience today. It's a lot of fun. I'm scared to open it. No, 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 it's good. So it's called Mardi Gras Madness, and it's a board game without a board, which is actually a card game about Mardi Gras. Yes. And yes. from what I understand from the explainer video on YouTube that I saw is that it's, it's a, a replication of a Mardi Gras parade. Yes. You are a reveler catching throws off of a parade, and it plays one to six players. Yes, you can play it solo, uh, but it, it plays really well at six. And what you do is you just try to catch the best bag of swag, and you tally up the points at the end and see who won. It's a lot of fun. Okay, totally let's do it. So can we just, you put no the cards? Beads. Right. <laughs> What's that, Deborah? Sorry. I said there are no beads. It's yeah, perfect. nothing to recycle. Nothing to recycle. <laughs> it's a How did you come up with this? Arthur, are you like a gamer? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, it, Uplink Underground Games is the name of the company that I work with. Uh, it's two other folks, uh, Ben Jennings and, and Mark Burlett. Uh, we're all very, very old friends. And so we decided, hey, let's start a board game company. About four years ago, we put out a game called Breakaway Football, which is a, a, uh, a card and board game uh, around NFL football. But we don't have the license. Uh, that's out in the world. It's getting great reviews. And so we said, well, let's do something closer to home. And that's what we have. Just go back a bit. You put out a game about football, about the NFL without a license? Yeah, so, 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 so it was based on the NFL, but it has nothing to do with the NFL. It doesn't use any of the team names, but it's called Breakaway Football. And so if you take a look at it, you can see that it's professional football, but it doesn't reference the NFL at all. Okay. It's I, more hmm. coaching. I, I wonder um, if you could help me relive one of my favorite Mardi Gras throw memories okay. of childhood. And that was when I followed Britney Spears's float for three blocks before she finally threw me a bead. Um, are there any celebrities in this game? There are not, although that would be a, a really interesting expansion. Let's yeah. put it that way, that, the king and queen expansion. That, beard, that, that bead <laughs> stayed on my uh, uh, bedroom doorknob till I was in college, I think. From, I, caught, I, caught, I caught beads from Larry King. Oh, that's wow. nice. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I still have them in my office. I think the my doubloon is better, though, right? It's provable. Well, that's true. I suppose it's got her face in it. Yeah. You, had the, you had the Britney Spears doubloon? Just bead. No, I bead. just got the bead. Yeah. Just but I knew. Yeah, she, she threw it to you. And did it you, was her and she I She saw thing. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Larry King definitely knew it was me when he threw it. When right. You, yeah. When right. you caught it, if you had yelled, hit me baby one more time, ah. she'd throw you another yeah. one. That's right. Yeah. Oops, oops, I did it again. Yeah. Okay, so how's this thing selling? 
So it just came out. So we released a few advanced copies, you know, 100 or so advanced copies. We sold out in about a week. We actually just received our shipment from China two days ago. So it's in Did retail. It's like Mardi Gras throws. Yeah. Correct. So, <laughs> That's where board games are produced. Yeah. So how much does it cost? You can't tell. It's 25. It, no, it's 25. It costs 25 to buy it. Yes. And how much did it cost you to get it made in China? Like nothing. Right? Less, less than 25. Right. So just yeah. a couple of bucks. And could you have had it made in the United States? We tried. So the, What happened there? It's two things. The quality of the production is not there. The, the knowledge and the equipment is really in China. That's where it is. And I, so, come on a minute. Are you saying there's no in the United I, States I, you can I make actually, a look, laminated card? You, you and I have known each other a whopping 28 minutes. I'm telling you the truth. 13, I tried. actually. Well, I always, I always yeah. double because it sounds better, <laughs> yeah. but okay, 13. But we, we've seriously tried to do this in, in the United States. If you're doing a pure card game with no board or anything like that in a tuck box, like a 54-card deck of regular playing cards, you can do that at a company. isn't it? Well, it's 54. You have a joker and a, normally a rules card. Oh, okay. um, but anyway, you can do that with a company called Cardamundi, which is based in uh, the Netherlands, I think. But they do production in Dallas. So there are some things you can do in the U.S., right. but very little. I thought I, I, you could probably get this made at Kinko's. <laughs> it's, it's, like it's, it's been real. It is. <laughs> it is cool looking. But it's hard to believe that you couldn't get this printed like at Garrity Printing or something. No, no, not at all. That's a, no, it's a 310-gram blue core, wonderful card. So there's a whole Feel the snap and the pop on it that does, card. It does that feel nice. like it's going to last good for a while. Stuff. I appreciate it. It does feel nice. <laughs> So what I've ages? got the Candace card that says, you know, right. Okay, so uh, that's actually based on uh, <laughs> the okay, order so of listen up here. So listen, Gabrielle, yeah. so you moved here from somewhere in California? Mm-hmm. Oakland. Were you in, so you were living with your brother who was knocked off his bike? I thankfully was not living with my brother. But What's he doing now? He is actually studying to be an animal counter. His job is going to be to count um, the number of animals in a species. Oh, cool. Okay. So he's moved on. Will he be doing any tagging? I of think animals? so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who trains you to do that? Uh, I don't know. Well, cool. College. Yeah. He's in college to be an animal counter. Yeah. Jeez, I didn't know that was a job. Mm-hmm. What kind it's of animals humbled. generally are, are, are we counting? All. All, all animals need to be counted. Yeah. Do they? Hmm. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I would like to know. Of all things. Does he know anything about flies? Probably. <laughs> Don't he knows d- so much about all animals. What did he do? Is this a graduate jo- position or undergraduate? Uh, it's an undergraduate position, I guess. So that you can go to college and go straight into college and straight into animal counting. Yeah, I guess wow. so. Yeah. Okay, and did he do anything before this? I mean, between well, messenger had, bike riding? Well, he had, had a... Um, it's funny, we're talking about my brother. We, he had a... Um, he was an athlete. And then he's so crazy. He's a bike messenger. He was a, he got into a horrible snowboarding accident as well. Yeah. And then his um, athletic career was kind of cut short, and right. he went into animal counting. Well, that's a natural yeah. progression. Mm-hmm. I'd, li- I'd like to know some more about that, but let's talk about you for a sec. Okay. So you started singing mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. As a jazz vocalist. Well, I started singing as a child. I just love singing. Right. It's like my favorite thing to do. Really, was it? Yeah. Did you buy records in record stores? And yeah, well, that's how I got into jazz. Yeah. By discovering Buying it records. Yeah. On records. And I would just look at the, the uh, picture. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I'll try it out. In a record store, you would just flip just through the picture, album yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was this a long time ago? Yeah. And I, yeah, I love records. Big record collector. 
Wow. And so you st who was the first one you stumbled on? You put it on, you're like, wow, this is awesome. The first, one of the first records I had was Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers because the album cover is just like his big head. <laughs> and it's so impactful. It's like very simple, aesthetically pleasing album cover. I loved it. And I loved the album. You came home and put it on. What were you listening to before that was in your house? What sort of music were they listening to at home? Uh, Doo-wop. Really? Yeah. You come from a doo-wop family. I do. Yeah. So it's not much of a step from doo-wop to no, Art Blakey. No, not huge. Really. Not huge. But they're not big music people, honestly. But, but they did. My dad likes classic rock. My mom likes doo-wop. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a song right there by the sound of it. It's <laughs> yeah. almost a country song. Yeah. And so you picked up jazz vocalists somehow or other along the way. Yeah, well, I was singing a lot, a lot, a lot. And I actually got a vocal injury when I was like 10. And then I sounded like my voice was really scratchy. But I was very young, so everyone said, oh, well, you're the jazzy one. Like, you're the, you're the jazz singer. And, and so I was like, well, okay, maybe I am. And I just loved it, yeah. So you sort of followed the the image of yeah well I wanted to be I grew up with other singers too and I wanted I wanted to be different than them so I, I had to do something I don't know I, I, I went into jazz uh, kind of willed myself to, to love it <laughs> really yeah do you actually love it oh I love it now okay, but well, at, at first I you know I don't know you have to get into it well you want to play something because Lex sure. is here with this giant double bass yep what are you guys going to play for us? Do we have like that set up? Are you mic'd up there? Um, we can't. We haven't set up. Okay. So we're going to want to angle one of the mics just towards yeah. it. Oh, okay. We can do this. All right. What are you going to play? We're going to play a song um, from an album that we just recorded, but it's not out yet. Okay. When the album's it? coming out in April. April 2020. Yes, well, sir. Okay, a lot of people will be listening to this after April 2020, probably, yeah. so that won't be a problem. Where do we find it, then? Can we steal it off of Spotify and so on? Yeah, in April. Yeah. Okay, and what's it called? This is called Inside My Arms. Inside My Arms? Yeah. And what is the album called? The album is called Gabriel Cavassa. Oh, which is interesting. my name. Yeah. Is that your real name? It is. Where is Cavassa from? It used to be Cavazza. It's Italian. It's Italian. Yeah. Ah. But I'm told it was changed from Z's to S's. S's. To Cavazza. be more American. So yeah. Really? Yeah. Still sounds pretty foreign. I thought it was Greek. Hmm. It's a great name. Thanks. Isn't it? Don't you think? Gabriel Cavazza. It sounds like Lovely. you made it up. You know, I wanted to change my name to, to have a better, like, singing name. And I would, like, <laughs> like try it out on, you know, a few years ago. What you or think try it out on good? people. I don't know. I wanted something about like a cat or I was like, how about kitty cat? <laughs> and they're like, no, like that's taken. There's a couple cats, like Cat Stevens. You know, oh, Cat Stevens. I don't think anybody would confuse you with Cat Stevens. No. Cat Power though. Cat Power. Mm. Cat Power. There's mm. some cats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but that then I was gone. like, my name's fine. Yeah. So I'm just it's sticking with I thought you made it up. It's a great name. Oh. Gabriel Cavassa. Okay. <laughs> so what are you playing? Inside, Inside my arms. Inside my arms. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I need a note, Alex. Inside my arms, he's a different man. 
inside my arms he forgets his plans he is mine and i supply that he needs until he leaves and forgets the warmth of my body Ooh, I'm not proud and I cling to him I cherish his soul And I sing to him, but I, I am hopelessly into him. I'll always answer when he calls inside my arms on some too late night. When I don't care if he treats me right, we'll be pretending, but I'll know that it's real in the morning inside my eyes. He's a different man. Inside my arms, he forgets his plans. Oh, he is mine, and I supply everything he needs until he leaves and forgets the warmth of my body. Ooh, I'm not proud that I cling to him. Always cherish his soul and I sing to him but I am hopelessly into him I answer when he calls inside my arms at some too late night when I don't If he treats me right, we'll be pretending. But I feel that it's real, and in the morning, he'll forget to feel some other. Wow. Okay. Andrew, you opened your eyes again now. Yeah. Yeah. I had to keep them closed that whole time. It was taking me somewhere. It was really, I mean, it was really beautiful. 
and uh, you know, just it was just an upright bass and yeah. a vocal, and yet you know, uh, it, that that just the de vocal dexterity to be able to do that without some like piano mm -hmm. cueing you on what that next note is, because that ain't just co cowboy chords or anything. That was really beautiful. Yeah, it's almost like you were the other instrument. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, thank you. And it's, you're sitting around this little tiny table, and suddenly someone says, "Do that," and you can just do it. Yeah. Mm. Well, you don't know how many strange situations I've sang in. How many? So, oh, I don't know. What kind of, what could be strange? What do you mean? Well, it is strange. I think it's pretty strange to, to say all your feelings. You know, like, I think talking, mm -hmm. usually we're like, oh, we're so cool. And we're <laughs> right. so smart and funny. And, and then singing, to me, is like the opposite. It's like... I'm so naked. I'm so vulnerable. So it's very... Well, you don't have to write lyrics like that. You could write stu <laughs> stupid lyrics about some bullshit That's thing. That's true. That's good you know? So who is the guy you wrote that about? I wrote that about a lot of guys, but I think I wrote it about this one guy. Um, should I say who I wrote it about? It's me. <laughs> it's Arthur Franz. It's not. It's not. Inventor of Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, you can say it's I fine. Wrote, I wrote it about a guy that I used to date who lived in Oakland. I'll say okay. Yeah. Okay. And you were totally as into him as you sound on that song that you're. I was at the time. But you, yeah. Did you feel that he forgot about you as soon as he left? Is that the problem? Yeah, he was one of the f the only guys I've ever dated who was like. Well, I just said I wrote about a lot of guys, but he was a guy that I dated who was very. Um, he was like a player, you know, and he was super like tough uh, in public. And then, but then in private, I was like, oh, I know who you really are. But I can't tell now anymore. I, I don't know. He's both. Yeah. And who are you dating now? Now I, I'm dating a man named Gregory Ajid. Did he change that from, was it a heritage? Did he have Z's in it? His name was Cat. <laughs> was it Ajiz? <laughs> Um, no. Gregory Ajit, that's an exotic-sounding name, name, too, yeah. too. Yeah, he's French. Oh, he is? Oh, his parents are French, yeah. Okay. And is that, he live here? He does. Okay, is he in the music business as well? He's a clarinet player. All right. Do you know him, Andrew? I do, yeah, All of right. course. Mm -hmm. Who's he playing with? Did he play with you? No, he plays with Michael Buble, not me. Michael Buble, mm -hmm. the actual superstar. The guy yeah. behind the sparkling soda. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your boyfriend, Alex... What, what is it? Um, What's his name again? Greg. Gregory <laughs> Ajid. Yeah. Greg, why did I say Alex? I don't know. Were you thinking about somebody called Alex and I like psychically picked that up? Yeah. How do you no. spell his name? A-G-I-D. A lot of people call him Ajid. Okay, we have to Google him. Look at my, look at the reflection of whatever that's called, the shadow there. Gregory Ajid is yeah. the clarinet player for Michael Bublé, and he's yeah. from New Orleans? Yeah, he is. How'd that happen? How'd he get that gig? Um, he got that gig, he knew someone in the band. It's all connections. Really? Turns out we're not yeah. all stuck here, Grant. You know? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> well, it's pretty yeah. exciting to think that somebody from here is, yeah. you yeah. know, traveling around the he world with Michael Bublé. He kept that gig he's well, a badass, but he got it. There's a lot of people from here that play. Oh, so many. Right. That's actually one of the reasons I love being a musician here, because more than in San Francisco, people are, there's as high a caliber of musicians here as anywhere, but a lot of them are, it's such a small city that um, a lot of people have the opportunity to go on the road and just, you know, all my friends, it's, it's so cool. 
versus being in San Francisco where, I don't know, it's like a different tier of people who are doing that. Mm. No one's stuck in the local scene. Like, I mean, you can if you want to be, but... But the local scene here in New Orleans is so much... I mean, you can't hear bad music in New Orleans. Yes, you can. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Really? I think every time I go to hear a gig here, I hear somebody who's really great. You probably should go to the right gigs, but you can yeah. definitely see. Really? Yeah, if you want. Yeah. You think there's like just because we laud it doesn't make think, it good. I We're just very supportive. Oh, that could be what it is. I don't know. I think there's so many talented musicians here. Many more talented musicians per capita than there are in, say, San Francisco. I, yeah. Yeah, I, agree. I really it's appreciate easy to hear shitty music. I appreciate and I adopt the philosophy of one of Alex McMurray's songs, and he introduces it as being a former New Yorker. You know, and and in New York, you subscribe to the philosophy that if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's right. A great That's song. the but his song about right. New Orleans is, if you can't make it here, don't leave. You better not leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a brilliant song, isn't I it? I love it. I, I always thought it. that should be a billboard. Yeah. 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 That should be like a it's visit you, like it's New Orleans type. <laughs> can't you know? make it yeah. here, don't be leave. Yeah. Not, and the lyrics of that song are so great, too. He is one of my favorites in yeah. town, man. He He's really is. He's a great is. writer. Really yeah. is. He is. Deborah, do you play anything besides? No. I, am, what I did appreciate you, it. What did you do before you, as well as... Trying to save people's um, lives. I was right? an educator for thirty years. Thirty years. Yeah, Orleans Parish Schools. Really? Yeah. You taught in the Orleans Parish School system for thirty years. Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah. And you're still here and not crazy. No, I loved it. I had a great time. What did you teach? Well, I taught children with problems and learning problems, and then I taught gifted kids after that. Wow. So both ends of the spectrum. They're all they're all gifted. They all have talents, and they teach you just as right. much as you teach them. But what subjects are you teaching? Well, I was in with um, when I taught children with learning problems. It was all ages, and you taught everything. And with uh, children that were gifted, I also had various ages. I believe that every seven years to change the school, so you don't get involved in the politics, and then right. you can Good start thinking. over and learn. So, so, what schools were you at? Well, they're not here anymore. But none of them out of. 30 well, years worth no, of... No, they're not. Was so that... Lusher was my last school that well, I taught. Lusher is definitely still here. Yeah, that's here. But Allen School is a different school, and McDonough 39 has been raised since um, yeah. Katrina, and then different schools in various locations. All right. Did you go to school here, Arthur? Are you from here? I did, yeah. I went to Jesuit High School in the University of New Orleans. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Fully entrenched, which is why right. Mardi Gras. Anyway. That's hence the game. So what do yeah. you do besides this? this? You can't make a living out of it. No, 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 of course not. This is my hobby. Uh, I am actually a learning and development manager at an offshore supply vessel company. Say that five times fast. I'm trying to <laughs> catch up with you there. You're a what? So uh, Hornbeck Offshore. It's up in Covington. Uh, they're an offshore supply vessel company. I do talent learning and development, which means I hire... Offshore supply vessel? Yeah. What is that? It's almost, I think of it like pickup trucks in, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. So guys who are out on rigs... Uh-huh. Exactly. They're out there in the middle of the ocean, 150 yeah. miles away, and they so need, I'm, like... So I, I run the team that hires the mariners onto the vessels, and I also run the other team uh, that uh, trains the entire enterprise. So I have, I have nine direct reports, and it's a fun job. Mm. It's big, but it's fun. That sounds interesting. pretty interesting. It's very cool. Helicopter? Yeah, and everybody has to take what's called T. Hewitt. It's tropical helicopter underwater egress training, which means if a helicopter crashes in the ocean... How do you get out of it? And everyone has to take this training oh, yeah. in order to, wow. to, to yeah. you know, be able to go out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so how do you get out of a helicopter when it goes down? Swim. 
That's it. Well, that was yeah. easy. Make sure to unbuckle this okay. one. Yeah. I've never taken the training because they do, as part of the training, actually put you in a simulator and they dunk you in the water. I will not. That will not be happening. But um, <laughs> How do you yeah. get away with not taking it if you're... I don't have to go out offshore. Oh, okay. If I were to go offshore, I would have to take it. I, haven't you? Wouldn't you want to do that? I would love to try that, wouldn't you? I kind of would. Be tipped I've upside heard, down. It's available every day. About it. And, Give me a call. Well, one, <laughs> one's pretty simple. I, you know, uh, one is make sure your seatbelt is on until you are no longer moving at all because hmm. you don't want to bounce around, right? The other thing is if you're going down and you have a chance, grab the door and hold on to it for dear life because you're going to need to know where that is when yeah. you can't find anything yeah. else and you don't know which way is up. You're talking about if a car is submerged? Is that what you're talking about? I th no, I think it's the, he helicopter. the helicopter thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you know the other thing, too, is to open the door with your other hand. In case a more eels pass you by. Just to put a bow on the hole if your car goes into the water, I've heard that the seat rest behind your head, if you take that off, it's got those metal prongs. Oh, and that'll break a window. Have you ever tried taking that off, even when the car's not underwater? Not while it's moving, but yes. Not even, just even when it's not moving. Have you ever got a rental car or something? When it's not submerged. You can't get that thing off. The other thing I've heard... The other thing I've heard is that you want to take a deep breath and wait until the car is completely full with water. Totally. That way, you can act the pressure equalizes. Right. You can actually open the door. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Well, this Safety is why tips. you have to do the training because who's going to remember that? <laughs> yeah. Right. When the panic stations. Yeah. Right. One of the bigger problems is people don't unbuckle their seatbelts. So when you go into the water, you panic, and it's natural mm -hmm. human reaction. Mm -hmm. And so here you are trying to get out, and, and then you might inhale some water, and then you're done. And, and very often it's because they just don't unbuckle the seatbelt. Oh, belt. wow. Yeah, mm. yeah. So we're saving lives Austria. here today. Yeah. yeah. We're saving lives with making sure that people don't get Open the car brained door. by cars. Uh, I'm making sure that if your car goes into the water, you're going to get out okay. And you're I think public service happy. announcements today. And I think there might be a partnership here, uh, potentially. I think Gabrielle and I need to talk to you about enriching lives uh, on these oil platforms where people are out there for two weeks at a time. Go and they could use some musical accompaniment. It's absolutely true. I think yeah. we call it Gigs on Rigs. <laughs> ah! I love it. Gigs on Rigs. I Did you just it. come up with that? <laughs> kind of. Dude, that is another genius. It doesn't See, there's I, two genius ideas you had today. The other one was before we even went on here. The safety, gigs on the safety rigs. issues, you just, it's not going to work. You know, They won't have Why? a... Uh, like, like getting someone who's not actually having a job on the rig yeah. out there with the safety issues... They sure. won't do it. No, yeah, they're they not going to bring them out. No, no way. But we could so do a live broadcast. No? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. What about live broadcast? Yes. Yeah. That you could do. Mm. Yes. Can you hook that up? Sure. Sure. Give me a call. Could we, <laughs> can we like, could, could they be on this show is what I'm saying? Give me a call. We'll figure it out. Why well, don't I give you a call? You're well, right here. I am here. With okay. <laughs> so how could we figure that out? <laughs> I'm not the person who can greenlight that, which is why I'm suggesting call you, you give call me a you call. the office. Speaking of things <laughs> okay. that you can't do on the oil platform, like smoke, we could just be gigs with cigs on rigs. There it is. There it is. <laughs> now uh. you're talking. Hey, listen, Andrew, you want to play something? Yeah. Give me okay, a grab a guitar. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this with Andrew Duhon. And we're back on Happy Hour with Gabriel Cavassa. Yes. And Lex Wachowski in the background, who we haven't even spoken to at all. He doesn't want to talk to us. He has no Do you want to say anything? Lex, take this microphone. Arthur Franz IV is here is to also is the inventor of a board game, which has no board, called Mardi Gras Madness. And Deborah Oppenheim 
Deborah, are you from here? Yes, I am. Deborah is the founder of Save a Cyclist. Look before you open. It's almost like I feel like it should say you fucking idiot or something. Under yeah, right. right. Don't you think? But just... I don't think it would be PC if I did that. I don't know. It feels like, you know, like that, that's, that's what's missing. Okay. As a sort of a We could slogan. do that as a byline. Okay. So now, Andrew, look at this. Andrew's got this beautiful looking thing here. What is this called? It's called a resonator guitar or a dobro. Okay. Wow. Nice. Okay. So now, what happened to our instrument mic today? Oh, okay. All right. So this is the piece of shit song that you put together from stuff out of the scrapyard. Yeah, well, it's polished shit. Polished shit from the scrapyard. Okay. What are you calling it? We don't know. I told you, I can't tell you. you can't but I, say. I, can, I can give you some sort of uh, intro, and that is that bass player, Miles Weeks, we were driving, you know, our familiar route mm -hmm. to some gig, and he said... He pointed out a familiar, a landmark familiar to most of us who've traveled outside of New Orleans, in the greater New Orleans area, and thought, you should write a song about that. And I'm like, man, you're right. I should write a song about that. Okay. So, it ain't, it ain't a deep one, you know. But maybe it's good fun. Get out from underneath this landlord Find us a house of our dreams But everywhere around here we can't afford I've been expanding to search out the great and new City has always been your scene. What if I found us a place in the country that's built for a queen? You know, I'm talking about the castle on Irish Bayou. Thank for me and you, baby, just might do That castle on Irish Bayou Talking about sunset boat rides Every single night I Cast a couple up against the cattails for we lose that daylight Yeah, you know I'm talking about the castle on Irish by you I know you worry about leaving all your friends behind But don't you know every weekend they're gonna wanna come on back Best part about it, babe, they don't need no address. They've been passing it on their way to Slidell. 
ever since I was kids. Just tell them come about a castle on Irish Bayou. Don't even need a town, tell them just come right on through. Tell them come to the castle on Irish Bayou. Tell them. Take them out on a boat, long as it don't look like rain. Or take them across our big old moat, they call the pirate train, baby. Yeah, the castle on Irish Bayou. I don't know who lives there now, but baby, say the word, and I'll go knocking on his door. Introduce myself to the king. He said, son, what can I do you for? Well, I say, well, your majesty, I've been uh, checking out this castle on Larry's Bayou. Just tell me what kind of check I got to write you. But it's castle on Irish Bayou. I've been thinking about sunset boat rides every single night. I got that outboard motor in my left hand, got my queen in my right. Yeah, the castle on Irish Bayou. Honey, we got to get out from underneath this landlord. Oh, shucks, thanks, y'all. Okay, I can see why you couldn't tell us the title. Yeah, yeah. And the beginning, that would blow right. the whole thing. Yeah, you blow the cover. Right. Yeah. So you, everyone's familiar with the Castle on Irish Bayou, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, everyone here, like Graham, our producer, is not everyone's passed that thing mm -hmm. and thought the same thing, that line from the song, I don't know who lives there now. Mm -hmm. Does anyone know who lives there? That's no. a good question. Sea Rock, where is he? What is I'm hoping as I put the song out, I don't know if I'll do anything, but, but you know, it, maybe if I yeah. disseminate the song, it'll be like a Sleepless in Seattle thing where I'll finally find out <laughs> who it is. You know? Everybody's, you drive past there as well, Gabriel, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, don't you always look at that thing and think, wonder who lives in that place? No. Never, what, what crosses your mind when you go past it? Just blank. I nothing. I can't like, think of ever having a thought about it. Just Which is why I, I really enjoyed the song. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Deborah? When you go past there, have you thought <laughs> about it? Why would anybody want to live there? <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah. Uh -huh. no. I was hoping for a song about the adult movie side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was really good. Or uh, what about Scuttlebutt? Yeah. What around the That's Scuttlebutt? That's right. That's right by there. Right actually. past. Yeah. All in right. the same space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. The Castle of Irish Fire. Okay. Are you going to record that? You think, or is Probably it just not. like a throwaway? They say, like, a song needs to be clever or true, and that one's more clever than true. So, you know, yeah, I, I like to lean to the true ones. Right. Okay, so listen, I got this bio about you, Gabriel, here <laughs> in front of me, and it says that Randy Jackson from American Idol mm. commented on your talents and called That's you true. a real jazz singer. That's true. Were you on American Idol at some point? I was. Yeah, you were. Did I you was. know that, Deborah? Yeah, I did. You saw her. How'd you know that? I don't know. I remember seeing you, though. Oh. Yeah. You remember seeing on American Idol? Yeah, I do. Is wow. that why you look so familiar? Did you? That, yeah. When was no, that? No, I didn't. It was, 
in 2012. That would have been when I watched it. Yeah, that's when it was <laughs> less popular. When it was popular. <laughs> yeah. 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 When everybody, yeah. Wow. I can say, how'd that happen? Um, you auditioned, right? I auditioned, yeah. Were you like, I remember when they, that show was on TV. Is it still on, by the way? I don't know. There was like I stopped lines watching it. I had like PTSD of, yeah. <laughs> There were thousands of people lined up in these places and they would go along and the, they would make absolute fools yeah. of them on these auditions. Yeah. And they like hideous. Who were the judges when you were on? It was Randy, Randy Jackson, Jackson. J-Lo, and Steven Tyler. Oh, wow. And J-Lo was the one who sent me home. She said, <gasps> Gabrielle, I'm sorry, or something like that. I was like, yay, <laughs> she talked to me. <laughs> but she, she, you, didn't, you, you were on the show. This, was, I was this on wasn't the, show. the audition. You, you yeah, got yeah. through the audition. Yeah. Thing. You actually but you know what's crazy is there's like months of producer auditions before you get on to audition for the judges. Wow. Yeah, so there's, there's all sorts of layers of people. of producers before right. you even get to the room with those celebrities. Can, yeah. can I ask a question about that? Because some of the people who do make it on air are yeah. awful, just hideous. And yeah. everybody must know that they're hideous because yes. it's part of the show's thing. Do the people themselves know that they're bad? They don't know. Okay. They don't know. And you're sitting with these people, and so you've gone through. So if you ever see people on TV auditioning for the judges, they've already been through a selection process. Right. So either they've been selected because they're exceedingly good Damn. or exceedingly bad. Wow. And so you're sitting, like, waiting to go with these with people. And it's like, oh, which, which one are you? And, yeah, no, my, I think I didn't come across anyone who knew that, that they were bad. Okay. So I'm really... Yeah. That's fascinating. It, it, it was, it made me feel uh, bad. I, I didn't like that. I yeah. felt. It's cruel. Yeah. It's it is deliberate. cruel. It, it is. It's really yeah. deliberate. Yeah. yeah. So Unless it, you knew you were bad and you didn't care and you just went on like that crazy but they guy, want William Hung or whatever. Right. Like they really, they got to sell it. So they really want. Well, we all think we're good. That's Otherwise we wouldn't true. be sitting here. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Don't no. you think? Debilitating self-doubt. It's so hard yeah. for me well, to think I'm good. But that's because you really are talented, and so you're comparing yourself to the greatest there possibly is, and you're realistic, and you're very talented, and you're real musicians, and you know but what's going on. That's indiscernible to to the person, whether they're just have a healthy self-doubt and they're doing good things, or whether they just are missing the mark constantly, and that's why they're doubting. Right. I, I don't know. I think most people go through life thinking they're good at whatever there it is they're doing. That's wonderful. Don't I disagree, think, though. Really? Yeah. I you mean, I, I wish. You yeah. think most people are riddled with debilitating self-doubt? That's what you're saying. Well, I hang out with a bunch of artists, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Well, what, yeah. Deborah, you're in touch with the populace of, through kids through the last 30 years. Would you say that most people well, I think have a positive attitude about themselves? No, I think it's a spectrum. No. no. I mean, you have a spectrum of all kind of people. Well, yes, yeah. but but the bottom line of I things... I don't think children really think about it too much, except if you're playing sports or you're earmarked to be an artist or a musician or you have to, you know... But even if you're just going to work in an ordinary job, doing an ordinary thing, you're working behind the bar here at the Maple Leaf or you're working in the bank next to, or the, you know, the pharmacy next door or the restaurant on the other side of us, or you, you still think you're doing an okay job, don't you, most of the time? You don't think, oh, I'm just lucky to be getting away with it. 
Don't you think, Arthur, well, in your job, don't you think you're competent? Well, I think you're talking about two different populations. Yeah. You're talking yeah, about okay. creative people who are trying to express themselves through art right. are incredibly self-critical. Am I right? Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Any, any artist who doesn't have their head in the sand sees that there's a whole lot of people out there with a whole lot of human experience, and they're trying to tell their own story but wondering why do I get the microphone or why mm -hmm. you know why do I get the gallery or whatever it is and they, they wonder if they're up to snuff for that you know and when people tell them they're good they have this piece of them that says yeah all right whatever that's mm -hmm. not right mm -hmm. they don't know what they're talking about even though you like <laughs> both of you are empirically very very good and I told you both that you are very good, and I'll bet you there's a little corner of your mind we're going, gonna, oh, he has to say that. He's we're going to have to bring in one of those people like uh, like the the idol thing does uh, that really sucks, and we'll oh. see what you think. You did. <laughs> okay, but you, Gabriel, did. you must know that you've got a beautiful voice and that people tell you that all the time. They're not only just making it up. Well, but there's a, there's a huge battle for me with self-doubt and self-confidence. I think, uh, of course, I, I do feel and I've always felt that there is something in, that I want to share and that deserves to be heard or shared. But then you have to battle all of this. It's, yeah, this, this self-doubt, self especially when you're learning new things and things that are hard. Yeah. And people, and it, sometimes I think also, I, I sometimes become numb to someone saying, oh, what an amazing voice, because, I mean... People just say that whenever you <laughs> they don't know what they're talking do about. something. It's not that they don't know what you're talking about. But I don't even know how to open a car door properly. I mean, it's such a weird life. Like, if you're just a bartender, like, not just a bartender, if you're whatever job you have that's not a creative job, people are like, oh, you're amazing. Mm. Like, ten times after you finish your shift. You're so amazing, you know? Like, that's such a weird thing to hear constantly. And so you're like, uh... Okay. <laughs> so if someone gave you a more specific comment that was out of the ordinary, would that be more of an impact for you? Like if they said that when you sang you had a warble that was really pleasant, that you could hear the vibration of your voice, mm -hmm. would that be better? Okay, yes. I'll say that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And yes, but I also <laughs> think that, you know, the, one of the other things I've learned is um, I want, I, when I was younger, especially wanted validation yeah. for the art that I was making. But people, you know, and as I've gotten weirder and weirder with my art and more and more me, maybe I get less from certain. So I have to kind of not listen to everything that everyone says, whether it's good or bad, like right. just not to be dependent on that. Yeah. Or else, you know, I finish saying, I'm like, where's my star? <laughs> yep. Did you like it? I'm sure that's one of the things you have to know, and if you're going to be an entertainer, is not to believe everybody's yeah. whether they tell you you're good or bad. Or you just, have to just yeah, well, that's back going. to my whole point that you have to believe in yourself. Yeah, that you have to believe what you're doing is okay, whether or not people tell you you shit or you're great. Mm. Yeah, you have to have enough confidence to get up and do it and to enjoy it, no matter what you're doing. If you're working, you know, behind the bar here, or even or singing, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's that was my whole point. There, you you are you figure, agreeing with me now? You have to figure out. In, for yourself, I think, uh, when it feels like it's landing with yeah. people that you believe in, if it's musical right. colleagues or... Uh, but it, the, that and receiving accolades are two different things, you know? And, and uh, you know, my favorite little element uh, in the scene that I know in New Orleans is when, when we're all uh, left out of, of, you know, local nominations or something. <laughs> And, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then we comment at the bar like, 
oh, that? I didn't even like that. And then the next year comes around and you're nominated like, oh, oh, they got it right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I just want to, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on, you know. Yeah. That's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Gabriel, now we're going to put you on the spot and make you play something else. Okay. I don't know what to do this time. <laughs> really? Podcast? That's so short. I think vanity, Shh. maybe. Or we could do a standard. Sure, that's okay. Tr try and do something that you own the copyright to. That would be my advice. Yeah, yeah. Let's do... If possible. Or <laughs> it's out of copyright. <laughs> okay, podcast. Yeah, I don't know. You've got a song called Podcast? Actually, uh, oh yeah, we're on, on a, podcast. a podcast. Actually, we call it Podcast, but I think I'm going to call it on the album... Uh, I'm making a podcast so you'll listen to me. Okay. This could be our new theme song. Yeah, it could. Okay. It's, you know, yeah. I'm making a podcast it's so about, you'll listen to me. It's about my, um, uh, my ex who we broke up and then we like got together for like a coffee a month after. I don't know why people do that. It's such a bad idea. Yeah. Like, oh, we need closure. Right. What is that? And he, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I am doing so good. I have totally changed. Um, I'm playing a lot less music, which is a lot, a lot better for me, because um, when I do play it, it sounds much better. And um, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, because I've become really smart. And um, I am this really just really happy, <laughs> really happy with my life. This is one month after you broke up. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, Awesome. Wow, and you just couldn't stop talking about the podcast and like all this great stuff. Did he end up making a podcast? Don't tell me his name was Mark Maron. He didn't make one, no. He never did make one. My, my, uh, yeah, my joke was I'm making a podcast so, oh, so that you'll, he'll listen so to that you. you'll listen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the, that is pretty funny. But this song See? is like an interlude. That's why I said it's so short. The album short has okay. like interludes in between the, the songs. Well, we've got to get out of here in like five minutes. So Perfect. Short, short is Perfect. okay. Perfect. Okay. Hmm. You start, Lex. Listen to podcasts now. You're so smart. You're so careful. You're not careful with my heart. You listen to podcasts now. You're so smart. You're so careful. You're not careful with my heart. You're so careful, you're not careful with my heart. You're so careful, you're not careful with my heart. Please be careful, please be careful with my heart. Uh, 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 uh. Careful. 
you're not careful with my heart. Please be careful with my heart. You're so careful, you're not careful with my heart. You're so careful, you're not careful with my heart. One more time. I'm not careful, but I'm careful with your heart. Okay, that is awesome. That's two great songs we've had today. The Castle on Irish Bayou, and I listen to podcasts now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and smart. You, that yeah. is, you, is it, is the lyric... You listen to podcasts now? You. You listen to you podcasts, podcasts now. now. You're, you're so, so, so smart. smart. That is really, what I love about that is that when, you have, when you're an artist like this, like most of us have these things that happen to us and people say horrible things to us and hurt us and break our hearts and we have to just fucking live with it. <laughs> but when you can sing about it or yeah. you can get up there and stick it to them. Totally, yeah. Deborah, like how that. do you get over heartache? Um, start a non-profit. That, that's, <laughs> you did that to... Yeah, my dear friend was killed like this, so I thought, I'm an educator, I can Mm -hmm. do this. So little did I know that it was a lot harder than I thought, and I am committed to doing Mm -hmm. this. So Mm -hmm. it's a good cause. So the person who was killed, there's a person who was actually killed when the car door, when he got car door. Was that your partner? or No, my dear friend, friend. since I've been 19 years old, we've been friends. We used to come here all the time. To the Maple Leaf? Yeah. Wow. And how long ago did he get killed? 2016. Wow. That's horrible. What street was that on? Esplanade in near Claiborne. Mm. Just on a regular day. He was just biking home or biking There's a to bunch work. of white bikes right near yeah. there. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, now I have this swag for people. This is what's called a static clean sticker. You peel it and put it on the inside of your car. This is a magnet that you put oh. on the back of your car. Oh, that's, that's cool. And then if you do any form of social media, like it. So... People okay. Can know about it. Okay, so we have to get out of here. So let's finish up then with this information. It's called Look Before You Open. Right. And if we want to find you, are you you're at? How do we find you? I mean, we can put a link to this on our website. It's www.lookbeforeyouopen.com, so and on that. Facebook, it's Look Before You Open Nola. Okay. So if you just Google Look Before You Open, yeah, we'll find you. No yeah. problem. Or my name. Okay, yeah. Deborah Oppenheim. That's it. Thank you so much for Thank being here. Thank you for inviting me. It's been great to meet you, and thanks for doing this. Thank for you. For all of us who ride bikes around. I've been knocked off my bike in the French Quarter. I think we all have probably had Right. I just saw someone get knocked off their bike the other day. I'm so yeah. sorry. What happened to you, Andrew, when you got knocked off? I didn't know. I you just, I'm always, oh, you were just I'm always weary. Yeah, yeah. You gave me that bike helmet, remember? I did give you a bike yeah, helmet. Saved he was my leaving life. the podcast yeah, right. without a bike. I was like, <laughs> right. i got a bike helmet on my car. Take this. Yeah. yeah. And then I, get, I ended up giving it back to you. Do you still wear that? Do you wear it? Yeah, I got two. You carry it around? You to... Well, that's the thing. It's like, that's, see, that's, what, that's something. It's like you got all these bikes. What, is there a way to create little, little, little pantries hey, where point. you pop the helmet in and it gets right. disinfected and, Make you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's an invention, Arthur. Invention. Why don't you come up with that? Board game. Yes. Mm. A bicycle 
ha helmet desanitize. Yeah, yeah, so we're all okay with the idea of putting it on our heads after strangers put it on their heads 20 yes. times a day. I never even thought about that. People would resist putting it on the head because somebody else yeah. wore it. That's why they don't have helmets. That's why they don't have them That's why they're not doing the helmets. Ah. But I think you could do something like... San like yeah. what, you could just spray it with a... Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Like you're wearing your yoga mat. That or comes with it. Yeah. Do you spray yoga mats? Yeah. I'll tell you, there's one thing you don't have to spray, and that's uh, the Mardi Gras Madness. The Mardi Gras yeah. Madness <laughs> game. <laughs> Sanitized oh, for yeah. your protection. Pretty it's much, called yeah. Mardi Gras Madness, and we can just Google it. And you all should play you music. Can, yeah. You can go to uplinkunderground.com. That's the, the okay. site for the company. Or you can just Google Mardi Gras Madness board game, and it'll come up. That is okay. so cool. Well, congratulations on actually yeah. doing so it and getting, getting it made and not yeah. at Kinko's. Well, there is, no kink, there is no Kinko's anymore. It is really cool. I'm interested to see how it goes. I looked at the explainer video. It looks pretty cool, actually. Thank you very much. I thought maybe it would be good with a lot of alcohol involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like Mardi Gras. Ingredient. Alcohol yeah. not included. Right. Alcohol but not recommended. included. Exactly. And Gabriel Carvasa, where can we see you playing along with Lex Wachowski? You can see us play every Sunday at the Starlight. Which is? On St. Louis and Dauphine in the quarter. Okay. And we do a set from 8 to 9.30-ish. And then we take a break, and there's a jam session that starts at 10. Oh, wow. I do that and with my band every Sunday. And you're there every Sunday night? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, listen, I've, I've totally lost the commercials that I'm supposed to read here. Oh. They I didn't bring them. So I have to do them by, uh, by heart. Okay. Thank you to the uh, Positive Vibrations Foundation who support arts, culture... <laughs> What else do they do? Can you remember? Uh, basics underneath on Magazine Street, who uh, sells fine lingerie and swimsuits. But what are the Positive Vibrations Foundation? Do they do a lot of good things? They're wonderful. So yeah. the European Wax Center, what was our past location? Long gone. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. That's been Happy Hour for another week. Our this producer is, really is Graham DePonte. Our music producer is Monique Pyle. Christian Unruh is our music consultant. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Our Facebook live feed director who put this whole thing on Facebook is Asher Griffith. Andrew Searock. Searock is our fact checker and social media connector. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright, for about 60 minutes while drinking alcohol. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. <laughs> it's neworleans.com where you can find many other happy hours we made before this one, including last week's show, which was about uh, divorce, actually, which is worth listening to. Out to Lunch with uh, Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. is another show we make around here, uh, as well as Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death, if you're interested in that, called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts. It's com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us between shows on a bunch of time-sucking social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find those links on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page. These photos are taken today by Jill Lafleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. If your podcast app has a share option, try telling a couple of your friends about Happy Hour. The show is recorded live today at the Maple Leaf Bar on Oak Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of Iron Broadcasting. For itsneworleans.com, for Andrew Duhon and everyone else around here at the table of the Maple Leaf and back at our office in Iron Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs>